0: Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts Jared bachman Stumps and Spencer Simpson.
1: I am Vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman.
2: Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Uh, Empire Strikes Back?
1: Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side.
0: Uh. Fuck that man. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. low Oh, it's on.
3: <laughs> Let the good times roll. Hall of Heroes 41, take seven.
4: <laughs> that was actually take seven, though.
1: Yeah, for real, though. not uh, hello there. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs, and holy crap, we're finally here! It is time. We have a full team going. We got Spencer in house.
5: What's up, everybody?
1: We got Travis in house,
3: which is the usual, yeah, but yes,
1: you know. default position. And holy crap, Joel is here to actually engineer the show, so I
3: don't have to. Hello there.
1: So Joel is going to be here making sure we sound good. He can play with the uh, General Bass and board. Bacon.
3: Yeah, arms spread out.
1: <laughs> Joel is here to keep the soundboard going. So if we start memeing, he can use the soundboard, uh, and also he can keep an eye on a Cookie Cop. Yeah, so
5: have a full hands-on with the the set here. So
1: yeah, we're we are all hands-on deck. So this is going to be fun. This is also probably going to be a nightmare. Uh, if you listen to Back Discussion this week, it's probably going to be just as bad. Kevin Spielberg. <laughs> Go listen to find out what the fuck happened. Uh,
4: with that, I- <laughs> Kevin, how was your week? <laughs> silently resigned. Okay, so is now a good time to tell my story? Which one? The the one I told you in the car last night. Yes, now is an okay. amazing time
1: to tell this story.
4: All right so, water bottle, right, so um a couple weeks ago I met this gal in the library, she works there, and I kinda you know went back. I had my three part plan. Okay. Yeah. Cause I checked three books out of the library and I'm like, haha, here's a really clever plan. I'm gonna turn them back in one at a time to maximize the opportunity for conversation. Worked like a charm, it's great. Yeah. I ended up asking her for her phone number last week, and she gave it to me. Um, Good job. Thank you.
3: Usually that's the point where I get a restraining order. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but
1: – so there I was. Wait, I t- Also, I, I got to uh, interrupt so that everybody okay. – Right. Am I still coming through? Okay. Because uh, I couldn't hear myself anymore. Our friend Levi is sitting directly behind the rig on the couch. Just chilling. Just, just kicking it. And the goal here is to get, like, at least one belly laugh out of
4: Levi that is audible on the microphone.
3: He's, he's choosing to stay silent. We'll see how long
4: that goes. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you mute little shit. We're pulling all the stops.
1: <laughs> all the inside you know, jokes. The, oh, okay. Is this Peter Pan now? You yeah, piss off. Ooh, as you were. That can, was. Can, can happy see? Thanksgiving. As you happy were. Happy Thanksgiving.
4: <laughs> so where was I? Happy capitalism. Um, I got her yeah. number I got her number right yeah and I shot her a text the next day I was like yo what's up and we chatted for like four total text messages and then uh-huh. she didn't respond for like three days Oof. and I was like hold on I was I was kinda You're mildly in, freaking in out in your feelings yeah. It was, yeah I know I was. I wasn't like mad I was like oh why didn't she text me back I was like yeah. I was just sad, right? It's because like, oh, sad boy I, I hours. I, sad boy hours. She is so much fun for me. It's like me personally so much fun to talk to and I love it so much. And so to like just not hear from her for 3 days, I was very sad. But anyway, she's going to like listen to this at some point yeah. and I'm going to be embarrassed.
1: You shouldn't be. It's very anyway, sweet and adorable and I'm sure so she'll anyway, appreciate it.
4: 3 days this went on, okay? And she is a marketing major <laughs> in college. And she runs, like, I think it's three. She she runs these three separate Instagram accounts for professional businesses. There's, like, um, an insurance firm. And there's this, um, like, cakes on a lollipop stick company that she does and whatever. And so, jokingly, when I got her number, I was like, yo, you should also write down the, because I knew she did them, but I didn't know what they were. It's like your Instagram account. So I can, like, follow them and I can heckle them from time to time. And, like, when you post something that's, really boring. I can comment like, wow, this is great. Send more content like this. Love it. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> really like really dry, really corny stuff. I'm so proud I'm of you on that up. one. That was so clever. Cause I'm eating it up. It's great. So this is like 36 hours into the three day ghost when I decide she posts this thing for the, lo- the lollipop cake yeah. thing. And I'm like, I'm just gonna comment on it because nobody's commented on it yet. It's not gonna get buried, so I just am like, "Wow, so many great ones to choose from." Because it was like, the, "These are our holiday special flavors." Uh-huh. I was like, "Hard, so hard to choose with all these great flavors." And I just kind of like let that go. I drove home the <laughs> next day. It is it by that was on like Friday afternoon. It is now Sunday afternoon. I'm had just heated up three slices of leftover pizza and I was starving and I sat down at the island in my kitchen and I was just like, I still haven't heard from her. So I just like pull out the Instagram be like, I wonder if she did anything with it or whatever. So I look in like I put up like the search thing and I start typing in the name and it like no results. And I'm like, well, this is, Odd. I know I'm following it, so it should come up. So I go into my profile, into the accounts that I'm following, start searching the name, still no results. And at this point, I lost my appetite. I'm like, <laughs> she just blocked me for commenting on like her professional Instagram page. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I thought it was funny. That was supposed to be a joke. She just freaking blocked me. And so I look up the other one, the, the insurance firm. And I'm not following it. I was like, so she either blocked me and then unblocked me on the insurance firm, or I just forgot to follow her. But I'm pretty sure I followed the insurance firm. But why am I not following it now? So every part of my brain is on fire right now. (laughs) I am freaking the heck out. I think that's what committee is like. I I hope not. (laughs) I'm not sure about that, but go on. I was freaking no, syphilis out. Syphilis
1: is the brain one. I yeah, forgot. yeah, syphilis that's is the one the that brain makes you one. That's go, true. go cuckoo crazy. I forgot. I mixed up my STDs,
4: as as
1: one does. Yeah, from time to time. Anyway, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I've jokes. got
2: the
4: anyway. So there we were. Clap my on. appetite is gone. Yeah. I've got 3 steaming slices of pizza in front of me that 2 minutes ago I could not wait to put in my body and now I can't even look at them. I am so devastated by what has just occurred. But then I think about it for like a couple minutes. I'm I'm freaking out. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, she's never going to talk to me again. This is the worst day of my life." Then I think about it and I'm like, "Okay, Think what exactly is the name of the cake account? And I was like, I think there's something that comes before the cake part. So I try again and I type it in as I think it starts. Cause you'd think Instagram would be smart enough to know that if you started typing in cake, a, a handle halfway through, it will pick up where it'll it is. It will pick up where yeah. what I'm thinking. But no. So I start over and I like, do, 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 do. And sure enough, it pops up and like, I think I may have actually gone whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> like
1: I want to, you I want to tell to you me, that I told Spencer last night when he told me this story after <laughs> Dubak in the car I told him I was like this story is hilarious and then when he made that noise I was like You have to tell this story in a hot microphone. I hope you know that, right? (laughs) This
3: has to happen. (laughs) Just because
1: of the...
4: (laughs) I was so... (laughs) I was so relieved. And it gets better than that because not only did she not block me, but she messaged me later that night on actual text. And so the ghost was ended and I felt much better about myself like six hours after the fact. But for like... A solid two minutes, I died. Apocalypse Life. now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like right the end now. End of the fucking world. It was the end, my friends. <laughs> Life ended. Like for a split second, so, you, you passed on. So that was my fun story um, from this week that Jared was cracking up about last night. I will now pass it off to Travis. How was your week, buddy? Uh, my week
3: was fun. Um, I finished Fall Fallen Order with some funny bugs. If you want to hear about those, go over, <laughs> go over to yeah, T posing Night Sisters, baby. <laughs> um, but again, that should be a shirt. <laughs> I don't disagree. I'd buy a hoodie. <laughs> um, for the I Halloween also, month. I spent Friday night hanging out with listeners Matt and Tim Squire. Yeah, our amazing. boys. And they are soon making a move out of state. So it was probably the last time I'll get to see them in person before that happens. Oh, we need
1: to make that happen before they're gone-gone. When do they leave?
3: Like, this weekend. Are you shitting me that soon? Yeah. Fuck a duck. Oops. But, um, so we had a fun night of board games and debauchery. It was great and uh tim being the lad he tim collects hot wheels cuz he's really into cars and he gave me a gift for the show so uh oh i'm so afraid right I've now. i've been holding on to this for like 5 days trying not to tell you about it but he gave a he gave me this for the show
1: Oh, it is. This the, sits on the rig from now on. Yeah, this I, sits from the rig from like from now on like, until forever.
4: Classic oh, Batman. My gosh. Are we
5: keeping it boxed?
4: Oh, Yo, yeah. yeah, TV right. series. All right, Batmobile like, as a Hot Wheel. This is great.
5: Worried for a minute yeah, Mount it,
4: frame it, shadow box it. I don't care. We need it to so, look nice. Once we get
5: a, an actual studio. Yeah, that's like
1: part of the display yeah. around the studio. Is this uh, 1960s Batmobile, Adam West era? I really thought that they were leaving closer to Christmas. Oh. Nope. And I'm very upset because I was pooped after work and did not have a night of board games and debauchery in me that Friday, and I'm very upset knowing that. So I thought it was closer to Christmas. Fuck.
3: I mean it was it is still technically close to Christmas.
1: Yeah, but what? I thought like it was like Yeah. In the new year that would be happening. I didn't realize that was like
3: this week, that's yeah. that's
1: upsetting. Well, yeah, Not safe, but, yeah. safe travels. That and, wire
3: was closer to my foot than I realized. Safe travels and all, but love, all but nothing but love, yeah, to our boys.
1: You. Oh, uh, I wish you guys what could see. Is what is happening doing? there?
3: <laughs> Holy
4: cow. Joel just went Can
3: to I, give. Back it,
5: to it
1: totally
4: looked like Joel was giving you the good suck.
1: <laughs> the good suck? What the were three. you reaching at? Was the wire. wire the oh wire oh got wrapped gosh. around my leg like AT-AT style. i almost
4: mostly yo- the fucking the microphone yo- module. Like Joel was... Trying to find that wire so aggressively. I love the past tense of that word.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love how we we just overlook yoink entirely. It's, it's yote. It has to be yote because it's
4: yeet. Oh, so whose J- turn is it, Jared? Jared? Yeah, what's up? So
1: I I had a slice of life that I've been saving for Hall of Heroes because all of our talk about crisis and the multiverse and stuff. Okay, yeah. uh, okay. So I was at work. And I'm out of my own business and a lady who I would describe as being, uh, eccentrically dressed came into the building and came up to me and the one girl I was working with and she was like, Hey, do you guys have in that Mandela effect documentary yet? If not, when are you getting it? And we were like, well, we won't, we don't know. We probably won't know for about like a week or so. Uh, we only find out when we're getting stuff about like a week and a half out from it, unless it's like a huge release.
4: I'm pretty sure and you just invented that memory. What?
3: Get it. Get it. Oh. It's a, oh, I, I, yeah. Uh, oh, hold uh, on. Uh.
1: Hold on. No, no. It, trust me. You can't invent shit like this. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. And I thought the conversation was over. And then she goes, you know, people don't take the the Mandela effect seriously enough. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> and she's like, and she starts talking. <laughs> And then she starts talking about how, and I'm glad that we have um, two men of the good book on the air today, oh, no. so that you can react to the shit that came out of this lady's oh, mouth. Oh no! Because I've been holding on to this for about a week, <laughs> so I can tell it on the air. This oh, lady, gosh. this lady looks me and Riley in the eye and says, "And I quote: The Mandela effect was foretold in the Book of Revelation."
4: And uh, I was just, like – and I,
1: I, uh, I just immediately went, keep going. Keep saying the words you're keep, saying.
4: Keep talking. Can I tell <laughs> you my
3: hot take on the book of Revelation? Sure. As I've been taking a class we on definitely it. definitely have time. Sure. Okay, fine. I'll just keep I'm not trying cool. to stop you. I was just – No, you're fine. right though. Um, But it's the, – the author, John, it's just him shouting, Rome is a society. That's <laughs> <laughs> the whole book of Revelation.
4: <laughs> Rome is a society. That's uh, it.
1: But she's just going on and on and talking like how like the book of Revelation I can't remember what exactly she said. She said something about like bottles and wine and how like a passage that refers to that is supposed to reference false memories and shit like that. And like going back and forth and then she starts talking about like and she's like and they talk about boils. Talk about boils in the book of Revelation. And she's like she's like, and they and and they wanted to put lithium in the microchip. Well, lithium causes boils and when the chip comes we'll all get boils oh, like it says no. in the book of revelation so she's talking all this shit well, and i'm like yeah. and as somebody who like religiously follows like the <laughs> psychotic like christian fundamentalist conspiracy theorists like the call for an <laughs> uprising the world is run by the satanist gay illuminati jews lizard people shit yeah, yeah. like i'm preparing for gay illuminati jew lizard people and I'm like, I'm just like holding on for dear life. And I'm like, okay, like she's going to say something really scary and anti-Semitic and all the antis and I'm like going to have to call a manager because I don't know what to do with this lady. And then she looked me and Riley in the eyes and started talking about how the Mandela effect is in fact not false memories and people misremembering things on mass. But this woman, serious as a fucking heart attack, oh, no. looked me and this poor girl in the eye and said... The Mandela effect is caused by other dimensions and timelines colliding into each other.
4: Uh (laughs) And that those false memories are born out of
1: separate timelines colliding into each other. And she kept trying to, like, explain the pseudoscience as I'm just like... Like, like, I'm just like, gaff And like, every, and, like, there's this other new guy there who's like way too sweet for his own good. And he's just like, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, totally makes sense. Being nice. And like, Riley's just like, she doesn't know when, whether to shit her pants or wind her watch. Like, I'm with all the crazy shit coming out of this lady's mouth.
4: And I'm just standing there and
1: I'm just like, just, un- just un- entertained. Just, I-, I can't stop. And she's just giving all these examples. And she, and she, she cites, you know, Berenstain, Berenstain, life is like a box of chocolates. Life was like a box of chocolates. And she's like, she's like, I have the VHS tape. The VHS tape says life is like a box of chocolates, but he says was in the movie. Did somebody sneak into my house and change it? Doubt maybe it. they just I printed it. it wrong. And I'm like, maybe they printed it wrong. <laughs> maybe we all misremember that quote. it happens a lot and uh, you know they love me they really love me you like me you really like me shit like that and she's just listing all of these examples and like just telling me that that just her logic that like explaining common misconceptions means that there's like dimensions and timelines colliding into each other creating alternate realities (sighs) and like me being me (laughs) I couldn't help myself so I entered I formally entered into the conversation and I said I know one but we didn't
3: have time for my apocalypse story. I was like, okay. I know one.
1: Everybody says, everybody thinks that at the end of Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader says, "Luke, Luke I, I am, am your father." father. Yeah. And I said, "It's actually, no, I am your father." And this was the moment that I realized not only is this lady taking everything she's saying seriously, that like this is the most terrifying ideology on the fucking planet. <clears> it was it? <throat> I was like, I was like, you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's everyone thinks it's Luke. I am your father. It's, no, I am your father. She said it was Luke, I am your father. What? Um, Uh! And I'm not talking about, like, McClunky type shit, where, like, they (laughs) changed it, they they added, like, they changed it. Where I'm like, and I'm like, it's, no, I am your father. Like, it says it in the screenplay. No, comma, I
2: I am am your your father. father, Period.
1: period. (laughs) She's like, but when I saw it in 1980, he said Luke. And I was like, everybody thinks he said Luke. But he, but he says, didn't. no,
2: <laughs> I am <laughs> your
1: father. And she's like, and she, and then she,
2: <laughs> She's gets, you can't even say it was like, oh. <laughs> it's like she
3: starts talking
1: about him, she's like
3: she's, <laughs> I love how you when you laugh like that, you go into you're like, And hey, this, this motherfucker I swear to God, this motherfucker She's at me, this what the she said. She I'm gonna, I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna understand. like, she was like I she was like I've given up on arguing with people because when it comes to a matter of people's memories conflicting with each other, I've just come to accept the accept the fact That is your version of how it happened. Uh (laughs) And that like, we remember it differently, not because personal biases or just the fact that the human memory is the most unreliable thing on the planet. But because different realities are colliding into each other, creating new Earths.
3: Why are you working at the movie theater from Drake and Josh, <laughs> right? Is and this uh, is shit that would happen in Drake and Josh. <laughs> and she
1: like, and she she like, she she tells us she speaks her piece, and then she leaves. And like I just I I've not stopped thinking about this lady. And I remember I looked at Riley, and I was like. Here's what terrifies me about this lady. Even the smallest thing, nothing fucking matters. The (laughs) smallest thing with this lady is fucking irrelevant. I was like, imagine like walking into the break room, opening up the fridge and realizing your turkey on rye is missing. You look at this lady and go, hey, did you eat my turkey on rye? And she is completely and unironically and morally able to look you in your eyes and say – you see, in my timeline, it was my turkey on rye. <laughs> <laughs> and like, But honestly, well, yes, no, it was my right, right, time. But like, but like, maybe we've hopped dimensions and like you remember bringing in a turkey on rye. But, but I think it's because you're from Earth 30. And like, since I'm from Earth Prime and my perception is what really happened and I don't have a faulty memory... It was my turkey on rice. Right. I understand you're being upset, but you need to recognize that it was never your turkey on rice. Right. <laughs> oh god, this woman is a human gaslight. <laughs> I can't wait for this Nelson, this fucking Mandela effect thing to come out, and I'm excited. You want to see her again? I want to talk I to this can't lady. wait. Did you get her name? No. Do
3: you have just... phone numbers so she can ghost you for three days? No, oh, I just. Jeez, man, hey, that wasn't meant to be a burn. I was trying to bring it full Jeez. circle. Jeez, I was trying. To, I love you, buddy. You didn't deserve. That. You don't know
4: what that did to me, man. I was like. In her defense, she said she like, got
1: a new phone, and that was that's like eighteen
4: that. hours after I got them digits. She she stopped texting me altogether. That wasn't meant to be a burn. I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay. I'm I'm okay. You deserve better. Oh, thanks, pal. This girl better treat you right. I hope she treats me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she, she
2: treats, treats me, me at, at all. all. Oh, oh Levi's laughing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> He's like mouthing the words, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Cause it was.
1: <laughs> Le- Levi, what did you think about Multiverse Lady? Uh I
5: have heard worse.
1: <laughs> what?
5: There are, there are some spicy takes on life at St. I I'm I'm believe. Sure. It. <laughs> But with that,
4: I guess we have some news to talk about. I guess. I mean, I wish we could just come on here every week and talk about the crazy stuff that's (laughs) happened to us. And that's it.
3: Just like life happens and we want to talk about it, man.
4: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Who wants to talk about Black Widow? I'll do it. Okay. (sighs) What a lad. So this is from Collider. Scarlett Johansson says Black Widow is about self-forgiveness and family. In a refreshing twist, Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson is getting as candid as is humanly possible in this, at this point about the upcoming standalone Marvel film. Black Widow will take us back to Natasha Romanoff's past as we explore a defining moment in her Black Widow journey. Joining Johansson in this solo MCU outing is Florence Pugh. Did we decide on Pugh? Yeah. Okay. Florence Pugh, Rachel Weiss. Yeah. And David Harbour.
1: I mean, I sound like... Anyone's going to let us say Florence. Pug.
4: Pug. 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 All right. I'll read the fucking <laughs> article. <laughs> 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 Johansson opened up about the themes of Black Widow and t- and lightly touched on Natasha's emotional arc in the movie. Uh, la, 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 la. Here's what she had to say. I don't have a – this is a quote here uh, from Scarlett Johansson. Quote, I don't have a total perspective on it yet. It is a film about self-forgiveness. It's a film about family. I think in life we come of age many times in your life and you have these moments where you kind of – where you're kind of in a transitional phase and when you sort of move beyond it. I think in the Black Widow standalone film, the character as is at a moment of real crisis and throughout the film by facing herself in a lot of ways and all the things that make her her, she actually kind of comes through that crisis on the other side and is able to sort of reset into a space where she is more grounded, self-possessed. Possessed? Where she is. Well, it didn't make grammatically sense the way I said it. Excuse me. Uh, to a space where she is a more grounded, self-possessed person so that's her journey self-possessed person (laughs) end quote um she didn't share any further details about black widow um but yeah we can look forward to natasha's chapter as we head into 2020 it uh, plans to hit the theaters on may 1st of this next year so
3: directed by kevin spielberg directed by
5: kevin frick man (laughs)
3: Never, I'm never gonna. I say I'm never gonna drop that. I'll drop it by next week because I'll forget. I
5: won't. Jared will
4: never allow me to live this down. Hashtag
3: never forget. Jared. (laughs) Wait, what did he do? Look at this shit.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He just freaking copied and pasted. Look at this. My what i thought to be life lifelong friend jared has just sent me a text a wall of text with nothing in it more than the words kevin spielberg about 35 times except jokes on you because it says Kevin Spielberg Kevin in the first line, and then it just says Spielberg, Spielberg Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> for the entire thing outside of that. And then the last line just says Spielberg. So I hope you're happy, Jared. It looks better. This on This side. this friendship has ended because I get a I solid it was two Kevin it. Spielbergs per line on I my hope, side. I hope it was worth it. What is it? What uh, is it that we used to say when we were playing Agario, Levi? Twas worth it. Oh, yeah, isn't that, was, that what we would wow, say
5: agario that's a blast from to the past back,
4: throwback a throwback for sure to the 11th grade
5: oh, oh God, yes know, like...
4: sorry everyone that was so, our producer
5: that was really loud on the, on the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah I gets... oh it spikes
3: from like halfway across the room dude so
5: hey,
3: all all fuckery
1: aside um I like the, I like what we're hearing about the Black Widow movie. Like I said, like it's kind of screwed up that like I'm more invested in her character now that she's dead than I was yeah. before.
4: That is pretty screwed up. But like
1: up. it's just the way that her arc is brought to such beautiful fruition. I'm ready for like the Star Wars prequel esque like we're going to retroactively make all of her appearances a little bit deeper than you thought it was to begin with. You know, kind of give Black Widow the Obi Wan treatment a little bit. Ah.
2: Uh-huh. Okay,
1: okay. So yeah, very excited for this. I like I like what we're hearing from it, Travis. It's a Black Widow movie.
3: Yeah, I agree. We were talking about this with uh, former network associate Chad in the <laughs> what uh, did I say former? <laughs> yes, yeah, you I meant, did. I meant fellow. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> said I just, former. I was, like, I was like, like, should I be checking I, the chat right know, now? I what like, the fuck happened? I like look yeah, over at Jared. Like, did I miss something <laughs> in the past hour? They had a huge – no, I, I really meant fellow. Um, Chad mentioned Sorry, like, Chad. He, like his whole thing with Black Widow is it was supposed to happen five years ago. Yeah. You know, I kind of – that's where I am with well, yeah,
1: it. Yeah, but Ike Perlmutter was there and he would never let anything like this or Black, or Captain Marvel go forward. So. Yeah.
3: But I'm excited for it. And, you know, it's everything I expected out of the movie. So, yeah. What, like what I'm expecting to hear. Very exciting
1: stuff. Travis, I can't take this story away from you. It's about your boy.
3: In brightest day and blackest night, no evil shall escape DC's sight.
4: <laughs>
3: May those who worship corporate's might <laughs> See, I was beware gonna say, their power, bad movie's light.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, Please, I was gonna say somebody I like, did. let's say, a character like Green Green Lantern's pretty easy to write. Who could fuck this up? Warner Brothers might. <laughs> also
3: from Collider. Don't wait pop up. Huh? <laughs> For those who worship corporates
4: <laughs> might. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
1: Asleep at the That's
4: wheel, solid. Warner Brothers. I was like, you had your phone up, so I was like, he's definitely reading this off of his notepad because he wrote it earlier today. Nope. <laughs> Wow, I'm improv impressed. Improv genius, baby. I'm impressed. Let's get some snaps for our man, uh, Travis, for this thank improv. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Go on.
3: Uh, Warner Brothers aims to give Green Lantern another shot on the big screen. Oh, wait, I said, I think I said this. It's also from Collider. Remember 2011's Green Lantern? Warner Brothers and Ryan Reynolds would prefer that you didn't. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's taken so many years and counting for the studio that's all in on DC Comics adaptations to even acknowledge a second attempt at the iconic superhero story. Uh, but with Joker flying high and hopes just as high for future, uh, the future movie Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad, I keep getting pop-up ads. Collider, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> perhaps the studio is once again looking to explore the Ring Bearers lore. How exactly that story comes to audiences, however, is anyone's guess. Uh Variety reports that Green Lantern Corps, which has been in the conversation since at least 2015, is still a priority for Warner Brothers. Jeff Johns is expected to deliver a script before years end. I highly doubt that. Although we got fucking Black Adam dates. Yeah. So, you know, anything's <laughs> possible anymore. Um at which point it may head to JJ Abrams. Ooh. Ooh, okay. And his bad robot banner as part of a recent overall deal with the studio. Complicating things slightly is the Green Lantern TV series from John's and Greg Berlanti that's likely headed to HBO Max. But could land the Love Simon director at the helm of the Green Lantern feature film. Ooh, that would be cool. Especially if they. Which one's the gay one? Guy? Is Guy gay? Guy's not gay. Guy's not gay. I don't think there is a gay Lantern. I think there is. No, oh, Alan Scott, Alan Scott, I he's Earth
4: two, so I always. Oh out. yeah, I was about point five seconds away from googling the gay Green really? Lantern.
3: Well, because like <laughs> he wasn't. Like, I just remember like I, I,
1: temper that. I just know how like well, Dear Simon handled like yeah. writing a very large cast of gay characters, and it not just being like every character just hey, and it just like like it was like they were written like fucking people. And like, hey, like, let's actually get some type of
3: yeah, well, representation
1: also, out there that isn't written by, like, a straight guy who doesn't understand how to write a real
3: gay person. <laughs> the, the thing about doing Alan Scott is that Sorry. he's not part of the core, at least in, like, the current version. Yeah. He's, his ring is powered by the green. Yeah. As opposed to willpower or whatever. So... Uh, that's, that's mostly speculation at this point, which has been the calling card of anything Green Lantern over the last decade or so. I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) The Flash and Aquaman. It's a little strange that WBC, oh wait, uh, also in flux of other DC comic superheroes, The Flash and Aquaman. It's a little strange, yada yada. And it kind of goes into like how those movies are doing currently. Um,
1: Flash, not great.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we well, at least got aquaman and aquaman 2 is going to happen eventually yeah um but yeah they kind of hit the nail on the head where like i just don't understand why they would announce a tv show for hbo max and then also a movie
1: i don't it this makes no sense like you're going to yeah. suffocate one for the other debris.
3: exactly i'd uh, between the two I'd rather get the show so I can get more lanterns. Exactly. Like I wanna see I wanna see Hal and Guy and John and Kyle and Jessica yeah. and like and Simon. Like and there's a new one recently that got added in the comics. I don't yeah. know her name. Jessica Cruz. No, no, new new one.
1: New new? Yeah, Jessica
3: like, Cruz is from a few years ago.
1: I know there's like a one more recent than Jess.
3: Yeah, she's a uh black girl. And I don't know her name. I, I, didn't know someone,
1: I didn't know there was anybody post-Cruise who was like...
3: Well, Cruz was our first female Earth Lantern. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick.
1: I am so embarrassed by how behind I am on comic stuff. Me too. I know my shit for what's in, what's pertinent to the,
5: <laughs> these movies, but Fuck. <laughs> Um
3: Yeah, I can't I can't okay. find it on a very quick search, but still. I didn't know like I said, I
1: didn't know there's anybody post Jessica Cruz. Yeah. But uh Yeah, I think this is a really dumb idea. I don't <laughs> I don't like like the DC, like the movie stuff is. If you, didn't, stuff, if if you so, didn't have a
3: lantern in your founding members of the league, then you don't need to make a movie right now. Especially when yeah. you know, like we don't know where the DC is going at this point. Yeah, like there's stick to the TV show because at least then you have more room to flex on your storytelling. If this is going to be in the same universe... oh, this is going to be the same universe as Titans.
2: because
3: <laughs> <laughs> HBO Max is the one doing, like, funding Doom Patrol Season 2.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. But, I'm so excited for this to tie into Titans now. Have fun.
3: As long as I get, like, an a over-the-top ridiculous Guy Gardner... He's not even my favorite Lantern, but, like, if you're going to go big, go big.
1: Oh my god, I just... I want to see them do all kinds of, like...
3: I want to see Red Lantern Guy Gardner. The mullet and the fucking handlebar. Or not handlebar, but the... Yeah, I mean...
1: I want to see... As ham-fisted... Oh my god, ugh. Yawning. Uh, I want to see as, like, ham-fisted as the, uh... Um... All the shit with, like, Dick and his hallucinations and, like, inner monologue have been on Titans, <laughs> that kind of, like, ham-fisted nonsense, but about willpower, like, directly in my veins.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want Absolute
1: any, absurdity.
3: I just want anything Green Lantern that's a solo Green Lantern thing, with the exception of, if you gave me, in the current animated movie universe, a movie dedicated to Bruce and Hal doing going on adventures, I'd love that, because their dynamic is so funny. Oh, yeah. But... Um, yeah, man, I just want more Green Lantern shit. It's been, I, I, like, had a kick around the end of high school where I was just nothing but Lantern core stories. Like, I ate that shit up like drugs. Dude, I hit that,
1: like, right about halfway through sophomore year. It was, like, right around Godspell. I was just, like,
3: nothing but Green Lantern stuff for a hot second. It's, why are we the same fucking, that's when it hit me, too, (laughs) where I was just, like, Lantern all day, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I'm excited, Spencer. Your thoughts
1: on this very strange choice by Warner Brothers? Uh-huh. <laughs> that about sums
3: it up. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm just like, I can't think of anything else besides the line from Deadpool while they're wheeling him into the superhero laboratory, where he's like, "Just don't make the super suit green or, or animated." animated. <laughs> Um, oh, it's, it's gonna to
3: be uh, animated. Yeah, this
4: is right. Yeah, and it's um, gonna be awful. Oh god! Yeah. I, yeah, I just for me, I think that uh, even with the power of the like modern computer technology, Green Lantern is one of those characters that will. Um, it just it it's so hard. To it's do so live hard action. to do live action, and it's gonna stick out like a sore thumb for its own film like it's not good when you're having a solo film and you're the one that sticks out um I just, it's just not a great idea
1: i just don't understand like it's incredibly bold to try to do green lantern on tv yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like 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 even with a budget like game of thrones or the mandalorian it's
3: like da- that's it's wa- like
1: like okay like you're you're deciding on doing a show about a character whose powers are like you cannot Limitless. do You you can't do ring constructs practical no never you have you have like this show has to have a massive CGI budget so you're already gonna try to put that on TV and now you're gonna try to do like a movie that is meant to like loosely connect to all these other movies but also not really share the continuity because you don't want to step on feet like again Shazam with the Superman cameo where like you don't see Clark's face but it's clearly the Cavill suit yeah. And, like, every, like, there's, like, all the Batman shit. Like, it's all the symbol that Affleck wore on his chest. But, like, you don't see him. It I don't know. It's just really weird. And it's the same thing with, like, Wonder Woman 80, uh, 1984 going into that. Where, like, I don't know how this stuff is supposed to connect into each other or what it's supposed to be. But. Oh, this is a strange choice and one that I am not. I am very scared for what's going to happen here. Uh, Speaking of the future of DC movies moving forward. The future? A possible future.
4: You gotta be quicker than that.
0: The futurist, gentlemen! The futurist is here!
3: He sees all! He knows what's best for you, whether you like it or not.
2: (laughs) He can't help himself.
1: To steal a quote that Spencer and I quite like, Joel just grinned at me like a cat that's proud of a shit that missed the litter box. Oh,
3: sorry. On a side note, he also shit on the carpet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you know, there's a hole in Joel's seat and he's just shitting on the floor as we record.
5: Oh, that's rude. (laughs) Yeah?
3: (laughs) Fucking what? (laughs) Anyway... Jared, talk about Birds of Prey a little bit. So, if you
4: feel like it,
1: a variety reports uh, that DC is uh, going to be shooting for an R rating with Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad. Um, that's 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 the story in and of itself. I have I have a handful of mixed opinions about this. I don't like. I don't like when people, like, try to bill their movie as it's X characters and it's R-rated. Mm. Like, it, it's never – I've never trusted it. It's always kind of had, like, a – like, we're – the objective is edgy. Like, the yep. objective is to just be edgelords. Like, ooh, we have Harley Quinn and she can say, fuck now. Like,
3: it, th- that's part oh, of her. That reminds me. Uh, Harley Quinn's animated series comes out this week, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. it indeed. Add it to the list,
4: boys. You sure? Uh Travis, time. don't do this to yourself. I'll man. find time.
3: I I I want to watch it. Any like besides the point, we don't have to talk about it super in depth. I just want to see if it's because, like, from what I've seen, it's either going to be extremely bad or extremely funny.
1: see and like this isn't necessarily because it's like Kaylee Cuoco voicing her, but like I'm just so afraid that it's going to be Big Bang Harley.
2: Hmm.
3: Like That sounds like a multiverse variant of Harley. It, 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 <laughs> but it, not, like, in reference to the TV show, just like...
1: I'm waiting for Harley to say Bazinga in every single fucking trailer I see for that show. <laughs> like, I can't... I just, uh, anyway. Um, I just... I don't... It just freaks me out that, like... Birds of Prey more than Suicide Squad. Like, the Suicide Squad, with James Gunn at the helm, if it's gonna be R-rated, it's...
3: It's fine. It's, 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 like, it's
1: gonna be your raunchier version of Guardians. Yeah.
3: Rocket Raccoon can say fuck now.
1: Yeah, and we and he won't, Raccoon, he won't go out of Raccoon. his way to say fuck, though. Rocky Raccoon. I don't trust... Thank you, Levi. I don't trust the Birds of Prey movie to not just be as ham-fisted as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just... When, when a selling point is that the movie is R-rated.
5: Yeah. It's it is, already too yeah. now.
4: Well, here's here's where, like... When we got the word that Deadpool was going to be R-rated, we all got excited because we knew that like the best way to do justice to who the character is is to do it in as raunchy a fashion as but that possible. But also came
1: with the, the territory that like Fox was going to be like, we're going to give you a shoestring budget to make this R-rated movie, and we're just going to take a step back. And if Fox saying we're not going to screw with it is a good sign. So the R rating in that situation meant a little bit more. It did, yes. Because it meant that Fox was just going to be like, fuck it, do whatever.
3: You know, like... How did you guys feel when Logan came out to be... Like, was announced to be R rated? Because I, I also got excited for that. I,
1: I, I didn't care. I think you can tell the same story as...
4: That Logan tells on a PG thirteen rating. I think you he think can, just, but you the, just you but just, his character is so brutal by nature yeah. that you you can't yeah, get yeah. away with a PG thirteen rating for the amount the, of gore that yeah, you can have. You can
1: the the movie to tell the story as it's told, where it's as brutal as intense it is, as it is. No, you can't do that on PG thirteen. Right. But you can still tell yeah the story that was, it tells uh, that if you can still follow Logan's arc with but with less blood. Unless well, sure, dismemberments. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is that like that? They you made could. the decision. You could. They, but they made the decision that we are going to do an ultra realistic version of the way Wolverine fights and the way he engages in combat. So we have to make it R-rated so that we can just show Wolverine disemboweling people. Right. Outside of that, like – hearing the words like we're gonna do it and it's r-rated just screams like oh you're gonna do it and it's gonna be fucking edgy as shit for no good reason
5: yeah
1: like i remember like kind of groaning when i heard like as much as i like to defend it and talk about it like the ultimate cut of batman v superman they're like not only is it damn near four hours long but it's it's rated r R." R. and i'm like why (laughs) what about this movie needed to be rated r (laughs) and the only things that push it over the limit I mean, they only say "fuck" once, which you can get away with in a PG-13 movie. There's a shot after a fight, wherever Batman's like in the shower, and you see Affleck's ass.
3: That's Uh, still PG-13, though.
1: Yeah, you can still get away with. You can still get one "fuck." You can still get one One bum. You get one bum and one "fuck," and then the only real difference is the warehouse fight. There was blood. Oh, like whenever he flips the crate with the grappling hook into the guy, and he hits his head, and he slides down. There's a blood splatter. As there
4: should yeah, be. a yeah, big yeah, difference the, Outside there. of
1: that, like, I can't remember much from the ultimate cut that isn't...
4: Oh. What? Joel just made a brilliant connection <laughs> right there. Because you can have one bum... And, and one you can fuck. also have... Exactly. So <laughs> if you can bum have bum? them both in the same movie... <laughs> just not are you following scene. me, Jared? <laughs> it's are a butt fuck movie? Are you following me? You are allowed one single instance of buttfuck in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we're all 12. I'm
3: glad I just made Joel do a spit take. everyone to know that that not
1: only did Joel do a spit take, he stomped right on my foot and I almost screamed in pain into
5: the microphone. It's just the way you said it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even the content. Um... Like, I just,
1: I don't know. I just find, like, the whole, it's going to be R-rated, like, fuck off. Like, I don't, especially Birds of Prey. Like, I'm just so nervous already that it's just going to be everything (laughs) I don't like about Harley Quinn. And now you're going to make it R-rated so that Harley can just say fuck a lot. And this is going to be weird. Hmm. (laughs) But, yeah, that's going to be R-rated. I mean, I also, Suicide Squad, I mean, both Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad, the thing that excites me about the R-rating to be you know fair and balanced here is it like this opens the door to like a more hyper-realized kind of like absurdist violence hmm. that like I think that both the Birds of Prey movie lends itself to really well and I think James Gunn as a person and is as, as an artist lent like kind of lends itself towards because like the way he shoots like all the battles and Guardians like especially like, whenever in Guardians 2 when Rocket sets up all the traps for the Ravagers and stuff, the way that that's shot, like a version like – a, like a a scene like that that's shot in this kind of funny way to
3: have – the, the violence being extreme makes – adds to the absurdity, yeah.
1: Exactly. I think that would be interesting. Same thing with Birds of Prey where like – I keep coming back to like that one shot in the trailer where like Harley like jumps on the guy's knee – And, like, it does that, like, smash zoom into his face as he's screaming. If all of the combat and violence is like that, I'm going to enjoy Birds of Prey. Right. But, like, if the R rating just comes down to we're saying fuck. And, again, if that really weird rumor that the MacGuffin of the movie that Black Mask is after are diamonds with pictures of dicks in them. Which I'm really yeah, afraid it's of. A,
4: it's a bit much. Yeah, he was. He, you picked
1: a good time to not start filming me saying that for who you're sending that to.
4: Great idea,
1: huh? It's oh, you muted it. It's yeah. a great uh, idea. So Marie doesn't get to hear me say diamonds with dicks in them.
4: <laughs> yeah, she does. That's not That's a get shame. To not, <laughs> not
3: yet. Not. We, we haven't not worked yet. that far up yet. Yeah. yeah. Once she warms up to you a bit. Then we'll I'm going to head. be like,
1: hey, Marie, I have a gift for you. <laughs>
3: no, no. <laughs> you're going to get down on one knee. and
1: Here's a... I almost say
3: here's a dick ring, but that's a very different... Thing. That's, a, that's different. That's not the, uh, the thing you meant to say.
1: Hey, look on the bright side. At least there haven't been, like, Spencer reading the study quotes or anything yet.
3: Not yet today. Anyway. His dick is on delivery. <laughs> Don't worry, by the way, I did put that song at the end of the You did? Yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah.
1: Uh, Spencer, as our resident Superman cosplayer, would you like to read this story? Because I find Uh, it very interesting.
4: Yeah, okay. All right, this is coming from Polygon. Black Panther's Michael B. Jordan met with Warner Brothers about Superman, but don't expect a new Man of Steel movie anytime soon. Michael B. Jordan pitched Warner Brothers on his vision for Superman film earlier this year. Or no, this year, according to Variety, but we shouldn't expect to see him in red trunks anytime soon. Rumors abounded all year that Jordan would take up the role vacated by Henry Cavill, with all the shock one might expect, both for those who objected to the idea of race-bending Superman and those intrigued by the ways that not being fed, a, uh, that not being a corn-fed white guy might expand the story of Clark Kent. Aside from the fact that there's already a
1: black Superman on Earth too, but keep. Going.
4: <laughs> eh. um, he important. had an interview Not with important. Oprah Winfrey. He told Winfrey that he's more interested in playing a slightly different character, Calvin Harris, or kal the Superman of Earth 23, who is a black man and also president of the United States. Oh, I was Earth POTUS, 23, yeah. Uh, by Super Potus. Super Potus. <laughs> um, Variety says there have been discussions with J.J. Abrams, whose company, Bad Robot, recently signed a massive first look deal with the studio. And there was a meeting with Michael B. Jordan earlier this year with the Creed star pitching Warners on a vision for the character. Um, The article continues. Ultimately, scheduling between Jordan and Warner Brothers didn't work out. Variety sources think that it's unlikely we'll see another superhero movie or a Superman movie before 2023. Meanwhile, Henry Cavill has recently told Men's Health that, quote, I've not given up on the role. There's a lot I have to give for Superman yet, which we covered last week. So that's that. Uh We can look forward to Superman getting his own TV show about being a husband and a dad uh, with the actors from Smallville and Superman Returns. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's cool. What? I just am like, you know. Just the the articles that are scrolling through. I didn't know Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be in 1917. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a really cool-looking scar over his eye, like Anakin freaking Skywalker.
1: My boy. Uh, So I would not be opposed to seeing, like, Earth-23 Superman brought to the big screen at all. I like the fact that Michael B. Jordan, like, immediately went, here's this version <clears throat> that not a lot yeah. of people know about. And yeah, I like. I think it's right. really interesting. I love Earth-20. Because Earth-23, isn't Dick Batman in that Earth as well? Mm, I'm not sure. If memory serves, I could be completely wrong. I'm pretty sure Dick Grayson is the Batman of Earth-23. And then this gentleman is the Superman. I know Spencer has his laptop handy and is probably fact-checking me in real time.
4: I am trying That's, my best. Well, um, I mean,
1: Dick's been DC Batman in, on
3: Earth Prime. But, yeah. like...
1: But like he's like – it's not like he he's was Batman per- for a minute. Like Dick is Batman. He's permanent resident Batman.
3: Yeah. I mean Dick was permanent resident Batman for a little bit but not yeah.
1: where but yeah. like, I think Bruce is dead
3: in Earth-23. Yeah. Either I dead
1: don- or for whatever reason like Indisposed. he's like yeah. – is He's like not Batman. Like, like not like not right. Batman anymore. Like got his back broken or his quote-unquote retired like – Batman. According, is done.
4: according to the DC fandom page, the secret identity of Batman of Earth 23 is unknown.
1: Oh, well Oh, okay.
4: According to the Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I one of them I know Dick is like permanent mm-hmm. Batman that was prominent in his Ah I can't remember what it was. I think it was Convergence. There was like one one of them Dick was prominent in. <sighs> Anyway, I can't remember. This is all so long ago. Jesus Christ. I just re- remembered that I remember what Convergence was. Uh, but no, I think it'd be really cool. You know, obviously you're going to have your hashtag not my Superman. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be, you know, Twitter will be a nightmare for the, a week and a
3: half. Well, that'll – They'll that'll, get over it. I think that'll really kick up if it's like this is Earth One Clark Kent.
1: Yeah, if they did, if they did Clark Kent, then like – Which like I'm still all for – I mean, go for it. But. My only thing would be, like, not even a stipulation about it being a black person and Michael B. Jordan. Just, like, make sure he's still a farm boy. Yeah. Like, I just like kid from Kansas, Clark Kent. What Levi's means Earth, Okay, I had him crossed. I had him mixed up in my mind. Earth 2 is where Dick is Batman. Okay. And then Earth 23 is
3: uh, President Superman. I thought Earth 2 is where Tom... They've probably switched it up recently. Yeah. Cause, Thank you, Levi. Because in yes. in the Thank new Fifty Two Earth Two run, Thomas is Batman. Yeah. Okay. And Martha's Joker. Yeah. Yeah. That whole bit.
1: But yeah, no, I I think it'd be really interesting. Like I said, I love casting like this. I love I yeah. love the costume that Earth Twenty Three Superman wears, like that mostly blue outfit with the S. Yeah. Shield is red and the S is white. It's a really cool look. I'd love to see that in live action. And again, I just – I wish –
3: I'll watch anything with Michael B. Jordan in it if I can get him
1: as my boy. I just – here's my thing. And this is what will always kind of upset me and frustrate me. I really wish – and granted, the DC movie stuff does not have to mirror the MCU in any way. They can do whatever the hell they want. They have, to do, they, they have an obligation to do whatever is creatively more sound. However, in the event that they wanted to try to do what the MCU did, but with the DC characters and the DC Pantheon, a, you know, let's say the timeline where the Mandela effect dictated that DC took its time and didn't try to do the Justice League four movies in... <laughs> I think you could have the DC version of Avengers Endgame where you have all of these weird alternate Earth characters and like a Superman of Earth 23 could have a really nice moment to shine in a massive, just weird ensemble like that. But like, what do you do with that? You know, because me personally, my whole thing is that I want to see the comic stories and characters be brought to life as best as possible. Like, that's why I love the MCU so much because more and more and more, especially with the Fox acquisition and everything, it's like the MCU is starting to feel just like one giant live action comic book. Yeah. And with the DCEU and the DC movies in general, it feels like I'm reading a bunch of Elseworlds stories when I just want to read like the main line of justice league and the yeah. main line of everything else. But that's just me. Well, Levi, what were you chuckling at? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Well, you have Joker that's just kind of doing its own thing. Shazam that's just kind of doing its own thing. And they don't all have to connect, but I wish they did. <laughs> but anyway, Spencer, your thoughts on the POTUS
4: Superman idea? Um, I don't have a problem with race bending Superman for the screen. I think some people like Clark Kent will. Yeah. Here's the, the, if they try to pass it off, like, like this isn't a Terrence Howard, Don Cheadle, you know, let's just, we just hope that nobody notices. Like, you're gonna notice. So I think if they try to keep this the continuity yeah, like, of Henry Cavill, If they try to put him into the DCEU, like, oh, yeah, hi, everybody, I'm Clark. I want,
3: I want them to do that so bad now. I am the same
1: Clark like, who got killed by Doomsday. Like, I just
3: want yeah. everybody to know. Like, there's some <laughs> sick part of my brain that wants them to try that.
4: <laughs> Real bad. I think... I think if Michael B. shows up on the spot, like Mysterio style, and he's all like, I'm from Earth, just not yours, you know, and they're like, oh, okay," And as you know, as long as he's not trying to, you know, take over the world and and get anyone's super awesome sunglasses, then, you know, that's a that's a decent approach. I'd like to see Michael B. Jordan as Superman um, I'd
1: like to see Michael B. Jordan as POTUS Superman interacting with like Justice League Henry Cavill yeah. Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that would be so much fun to watch.
4: Um. Yeah. Those are, those. Are, I. It's It's gonna be a disaster if they try to just. That'd like, be so fucking weird. Him in there. Like if
1: they tried to maintain that continuity.
4: No. 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 You're gonna have to start from <laughs> scratch if you put Michael B. Oh in yeah. There. <laughs> I kind
1: of – I'm with you. like That would be so like, fucking weird of a decision. This isn't
4: like a – I didn't expect you to be here. I'm here. OK. Just get over it. Let's move on. It's not like a, oh, hey, wait. That's not Terrence Howard moment. Yeah. It's not it, – it'd be a disaster. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it'd be a disaster, but it'd be so funny. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. It would be a train wreck before our very eyes and it'd be – But you can't look away. But you can't, <laughs> You cannot you, look away. Not for a moment. Uh, All right,
1: Joel, I just want to shout Joel out in this like tiny thing he's doing that I don't think anybody ever needed or asked for. But he's doing it to be helpful, and I love him for it. That it he is actively is highlighting. highlighting the next story <laughs> yeah. so that we can so just we find it immediately in the notes. Which one's
4: next? It's I the just, small things then. I yeah. just <laughs> we love you, buddy. I, I always, I always just make a completely new Chrome window for the show and open up all the links. So I can, and I frequently will skip stories that don't have links because I'm just going tab to tab. Yeah, yeah. I've done it many times before. Anyway. But moving next. on to
3: your next tab... Uh, Travis, you want yep. Black Adam and the JSA? I, it just makes sense. Dwayne Johnson says Black Adam film will introduce the Justice Society of America.
1: Wow. Holy shit!
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> wow.
1: Can we just, uh, just address...
3: We'll, we'll this get the
1: timeline we're in.
3: Out promoting Jumanji The Next Level, Dwayne Johnson has naturally been fielding questions about one of his most anticipated future movies... The Shazam adjacent anti-hero origin story Black Adam. And according to the star, who will also be a producer on the new film, we can expect to see a key element of the DC Comics universe show up in the shape of the the Justice Society of America. Something really funny just happened to Jared off. What happened back then? I just heard clamp ow. Uh
1: I was trying to get the diet vanilla orange oh.
5: coke out or thing, <laughs> and then it just
3: it, it it bit me. I I I thought you were in the bathroom.
4: Go drink drink suck, drink, suck,
3: drink, suck. drink drink
5: drink 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 drink.
4: Um, drink. What? I said suck <laughs> who, who suck said suck. I did three times. I thought you were in the bathroom, and like the
3: bang we heard was the toilet seat or something. <laughs> like just clapping, you're real good. <laughs> um, originally, and then. The origin of the JSA uh appeared in the Golden Age of DC Comics in late nineteen forty, originally consisting of Doctor Fate, Our Man, The Sandman Adam, Jay Garrick's Flash, Alan Scott's Green Lantern, and Hawkman, and in one of if you know different iterations has featured Shazam and Black Adam. That's in this whole story. Uh very nice. What the fuck? <laughs> the fact that like
1: the words black adam movie are enough befuddle me
3: the words
4: (laughs) dwayne the rock johnson's black Black adam Adam movie
3: (laughs) will have the justice society of america (laughs) like like, like, just all
1: of those individually like the rock has a comic book movie there's a black adam movie the rock Rock is is playing black Adam. adam the justice society of america is going to appear in a live action movie The Justice Society of America is appearing in Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Black Adam movie. (laughs) Like, this sounds like a word salad somebody wrote in 2015 to make fun of the fact that comic book movies aren't going anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) And it's coming to fruition, and it's terrifying, and I love
3: it. (laughs) Wow. I'm excited, though. Like, if they're going to try to do... (sighs) But, like, what... I want a line up. I want to know who we're going to Because if I'm going to get Dr. Fate in live action, fucking what? Right? Um, do you think they do you think they do the JSA
1: as like the antagonist to Black Adam in this? Probably not if they're going to do him as an anti-hero. But if they're doing him as an anti-hero, like, I don't know. The vibe I got from that was like maybe doing them like boys-esque
3: or like the justice society because if i a- nah, i i think it's going to be one of those not that he's trying to join but they are doing work adjacent and the justice society doesn't approve of his methods or whatever and then by the end they yeah, team up okay yeah, yeah and yeah. he becomes a member kind of deal is what i'm like going to go off of initially especially like if you have another magic user like dr Fate. There's interaction there. I can't imagine they won't have... Because, like, when I think Justice Society, my mind goes, Dr. Fate, Jay Garrick, Alan Scott, Hawkman. Like, those are the big four that come to my mind. And so... Do you think they maybe
1: shy away from, like, Alan Scott and Jay Garrick? Just because, like, people might go, wait a minute, that's The Flash? Wait a minute, Green Lantern has a cape? Especially now that we have a Green Lantern TV show and fucking movie coming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, like that's that's what kind of puts me on edge. Like,
3: I could see them doing J- Jay Garrick, maybe.
1: I mean, he has enough like of a following in on the TV show that like like yeah, people may not, like seeing Jay may not stun that many people. Yeah, Alan Alan Scott would surprise people. That would be jarring,
3: especially if he's if he's like the his ring c- connects to the green and isn't part of the core mm-hmm. kind of thing. That would be. Because I remember the first time I saw that. Because I don't know if that's always been. I'm as big of a lantern buff as I am. Alan Scott's kind of my anomaly. I don't know if he's always had his ring connected to the green. But the first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Because I knew, he, like, yeah, if his same. ring wasn't from the core, yeah. I didn't know how. Because I, you know, um, but I. I think because like the one CW show everyone watches is The Flash, you know. Yeah. Like when I like when you talk to people who are like I don't watch any of these shows, but I have heard of we The love Flash. You more. Oh yeah. Um but like most people I know if they watch one, either it's watch Flash, Arrow. Yeah. It's Flash because they know The Flash or it's Arrow because it was the first
5: one. Um but like that's such
3: I'm still just befuddled. Like, I want to see this interaction. I want to see more characters interact with these characters. I want to know... Man, I don't know. <laughs> like, I want to know if this connects into Shazam and then the DCEU, if it's its own thing. If it's an Elseworlds... Like, not Elseworlds, but, like, world story, you know? Like,
1: yeah, there's, there's a lot so of many questions. questions. Yeah.
3: Because, like, how does... It's one of those. If these heroes existed and have been acting as the JSA, what? Why didn't we hear about them in Justice League or previous? Other than like they just didn't conceptualize them at the time, or if it's like if they formed after, why is the older Flash picking? But you know, why is yeah. Alan Scott? It's a. I I am.
1: This Had is going to be the moment where we make where like I think Warner Brothers and DC make a decision on continuity.
3: Yeah. I'm like shocked, stunned, curious, scared, like I'm every emotion right now. Yeah. over this. So. <laughs> With that Oh god, we're get, we're getting there. I forgot yep. the
1: story was here. I almost forgot to put it in. I wouldn't it. I was it. about <laughs> to press the share button and I went, "Wait a minute." The movie that we just can't stop fucking talking about. <laughs> Much to our chagrin. This is a two-parter. From The Hollywood Reporter. Joker's sequel in the works is Todd Phillips' Eyes More DC Origin Movies exclusive. <sighs> On October 7th, Joker director Todd Phillips headed into Warner Brothers Picture Group uh, Chairman Toby Emmerich's office uh, buoyed by the film's $96.2 million opening weekend haul. Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter he proposed an outsized idea, the rights to develop a portfolio of DC characters' origin stories. Emmerich balked, after all, Warner Brothers is very protective of the DC canon. Ha!
5: <laughs>
1: Good one. Uh, and all other DC deals have been for one film and one film only. But Phillips did emerge from the meeting with the rights to at least one other DC story. Sources say. Now the Joker has crossed the one billion dollar mark. A sequel on the way. With a sequel is on the way. As the movie keeps making, raking in money overseas, Phillips is in talks to reprise his role as director for a second Joker film. He and Scott Silver, who penned the gritty Joker screenplay, will follow up uh, with the sequel. Uh, Warner's has sequel options in place for Joker star Walking Phoenix. Who has emerged as a strong contender in the Oscar uh, Best Actor race? The studio and Phillips reps at the CAA declined to comment. Uh, Joker marks the fourth DC title to cross one billion dollars, following in the footsteps of 2018's Aquaman, 2012's The Dark Knight Rises, and 2008's The Dark Knight. But its sixty million dollar budget is far less than those films, so it also it almost assured of it was almost assured of generating profits. Uh, of more than $500 million. The unexpected bounty is also generating a huge payday for Phillips. Uh, sources say the director will earn close to $100 million when the dust is settled. Uh, in fact, the deal is similar to the one he struck with Warner's uh, before the first Hangover movie, which went on to, to uh, earn a surprise $467.5 million worldwide in 2009 off of a $35 million budget. Uh, the trilogy as a whole made $1.42 million.
3: billion. Yeah. You said million. Oh, billion. Yeah. I was going to say it only made a million dollars, but the first movie made. Only a little bit.
1: (laughs) With Joker, uh, Phillips already toyed with the idea of Bruce Wayne's origin. uh, Best part of the movie. Still, he won't be exploring Batman's backstory. That task is already in the hands of Matt Reeves. You know this. Uh, Yeah. So... That is the first chunk of the story. Now I saw that the internet blew up. I sent it to both Spencer and Travis independently asking, God, please, God, why? Why why <laughs> yeah. did
4: Thou forsaken us like this? And I said and something like, I wish I knew, Jared. I wish I knew. I... Okay, if we get a Joker
1: sequel, we get a Joker sequel when we cover it and we review it. I just, I'm fucking tired of this movie and I want yeah, it to go away. Me too. I've had enough of Joker. <laughs> it's... However, Todd Phillips spoke with IndieWire. Todd Phillips cleans up those latest Joker sequel rumors. There's no contract. This is quote. The never-ending story of the potential Joker sequel hit a confusing high on November 20th after The Hollywood Reporter and Deadline published conflicting reports on the topic. THR reported Warner Brothers as moving forward with the Joker sequel and mentioned that director Todd Phillips had an October 7th meeting with studio chair Toby Emmerich to ask for the rights to develop a portfolio of DC characters' origin stories. Deadline disputed the October 7th meeting, uh, disputed that the meeting ever happened, while reporting that no Joker deals were in place with Phillips and his star Joaquin Phoenix, Phillips sat down with indie Wires' Eric Cohn uh, following the Joker sequel reports and was open about clearing up the truth about the rumors. As for the October 7th of the meeting where he allegedly pitched Warner Brothers about the DC origin movies, akin to Joker Phillips disputes THR's report and says that the writer jumped the gun. Uh, Michael Mann pens a letter praising Joker as a difficult but brilliant achievement. Oh, there's this related story. The Joker sequel in the works from Phillips and Phoenix, uh, The Joker sequel in the works from Phoenix and Phillips. I can't read. I'm just as bad as Spencer was yesterday, but don't expect Batman's origins. Kevin Spielberg.
2: Hey, I can honestly
1: say to you that there was no meeting that ever happened on October seventh where I marched in. First of all, if you know me and you know my career, that's not my style. I made a huge comedy at Warner Brothers, A Hangover. I didn't suddenly become a comedy factory producer, like, oh, let's just churn out movies. Uh, Bradley Cooper and I have a production company at Warner's. I've been at Warner's for 15, 16 years. We have two things in development at all times, not 40 things like some people. I'm not the kind of guy who goes in marching saying, I want these 40 titles, I just don't have the energy. Phillips only pitched Warner Brothers on doing a series of darker, more character-focused comic book films at the start of his Joker journey. When I pitched them, jo- when I pitched them Joker, it wasn't a movie. It was let's do a whole label. They shut that down quickly, and I get it. Who am I to walk in and start a label at a film studio? But they said let's do this one. As for the status of a Joker sequel, Phillips maintains that there are no deals in place, nor is there a script being developed at this time. That doesn't mean a Joker sequel is off the table. The film has grossed $1 billion worldwide and is both the highest-grossing, highest-grossing R-rated film in history and the most profitable comic book film ever released. Uh, Joker sequel talks are happening as they would on any financial, financially successful comic book film, but that's it as of November 21st. Uh, another quote from Phoenix here. Here's the truth about a sequel. Philip said, well, Joaquin and I have talked about it and while touring the world Warner Brothers executives going to Toronto and Venice and other places. Of course, we're sitting at dinner, we're saying, so have you thought about? But talking about contracts is not a contract for us even to write a sequel. We've never approached Joaquin to be in a sequel. Will that happen? Again, I just think the article was anticipatory at best. So, it sounds like there is not going to be a Joker sequel announced anytime soon. And I'm okay with that
5: i'm not
1: complaining i'm
3: I'm still very closed off to the idea of a joker sequel like what the fuck do you do yeah like going into this movie the intention was to have it be a a spinoff and i get that it was incredibly successful i think if you want to go somewhere with this the label idea is what you do and don't even have them connect like you can do other stories that are granted like i don't want anything like this to ever be done about superman like I just, <sighs> I just don't. Um, how most. What if it
1: was a Red Sun movie? Ooh,
4: yes. <sighs>
3: uh, I'd, I'd, now I'd, you're speaking my language. I'd okay. see that. I would. I would see that four or five times, even <laughs> if it was bad. Yeah, it'd probably be great. But like, but even that might be a little too fantastical for what Phillips wants to do. Mm-hmm. But like, still. I I think the logical chain of progression is if you want to keep doing films like this, you have it become its own like spin-off label versus doing a literal Joker sequel, which you don't need. Like, if you say directed by Todd Phillips in the same vein as the Joker, it's gonna sell tickets. You know, after this except saw. And i just really don't want it like i don't not beyond the like i'm tired of talking about it beyond the fact that we kind of seem to have the hot take on the movie yeah i i think it would like the enjoyment we get out of that film i think goes down substantially if you like you give more post what we see right i would be open to seeing it
1: i'm not asking for it though
3: yeah, like I want to see more st- – like like we've discussed, I want to see more about that Gotham. I don't give a shit about what happens to Arthur Fleck. I want uh-huh, exactly. to I I see what's going on with Cobblepot. I want to see Edward Nygma. I want to see Harvey Dent. I want to see an adult Bruce Wayne who's implied to be acting as Batman, but maybe we don't see we him. We never Eastern.
1: see like a cape and cowl. We just yeah. know that like there's we- weird shit going on.
3: yeah. I liked seeing all those things. I don't need to see Arthur Fleck ever again. Um, The idea
1: of a direct Joker sequel to me, I think the way I could describe the way I would be looking at it would be, I would, it would be essentially be a less enthusiastic way of how I was about Solo. Okay. That, like, I never asked for this. See, I'm even- I don't really need this. I'm going to see it. I'm excited to see what you do, but I, yeah, like I'm, ex, I'm excited for this in theory of it existing, but I have no anticipation for it.
4: Yeah, I, I know exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. Like there. I think that's and how I was all very, of us. I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, with solo, like I said, like I
1: wasn't expecting anything bad necessarily. No, you, you, I was just it, like, yeah. I mean, okay. I was worried because of all the production woes.
4: Right, right, and
1: but that's its own can of worms for the other show. Right, um, yeah. but yeah, you know,
4: like let a Joker sequel like, it's, happen. It's the same thing, like the like the uh, the Alfred Pennyworth show that we haven't talked about in yeah. like, no. months. It's like um, I haven't seen It Could be interesting. Not really what anyone was asking for. <laughs> not a single person. <laughs> but I just I don't you know. mind my boy Alfred getting some love though, and I kind of yeah
3: I, yeah, so I, I want to like, catch that show eventually. Yeah, you
1: I, th- I think it's in the same vein though of like
4: who asked for the yeah. Alfred spinoff show, yeah, right? Of all <laughs> stories to 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 pursue this one, yeah. <laughs> Alfred Prennyworth being the bodyguard, like right. just,
3: yeah. Uh, what else do we have
1: here?
5: Oh, that's the
3: last actual story. We're going into
5: TV talk, boys. We're looking at time-wise, Ooh. Joel. We're at an hour and 17 minutes.
4: Holy shit. That's we not, were not at, bad at all. I thought we were at an hour and a half. That's this is, not bad
3: at it all. It
5: is 15 till midnight.
4: It is 15
1: till midnight, and we still have to do our trivia episode for Duback. It, yes!
5: It's going
4: to be a late one.
5: So, TV talk. TV talk. It's time, boys.
3: So, I got another lucky break this week, lads. Yeah. Last week we got, a, we got a break from Arrow and Super or, so Arrow and Flash. This week we got a break from Batwoman and Supergirl. So I'm still only covering three shows. I've continued with taking notes. It it I have fun doing it while watching the show. Um. I even started putting like show season X episode number.
1: I, this is one of my hairs I just found buried inside of my headphones know you you how disgusting that
3: is.
4: You're <clears throat> disgusting. That means it must have been there for quite a while. You are a disgusting man, Jared I'm, I'm
1: sorry. I have a very long, thick Italian head of
4: hair. Said the man named Bachman Stubbs. Yes,
1: and my great-grandmother is named fucking Mencio. It was a ch- Mob-related, ch- ch- motherfucker. It, it, it was I gotta get my fucking shine box. Hey, so I'd you love want to, to know see
5: it. all I could think about when you said when you pulled that hair out, out of your headphones.
1: Holy oh. shit! <laughs> what the hell is this?
4: Oh, I just uh, earrated myself <laughs> from the future. That's good. Uh, That's still one of my favorites, a hundred percent. So I'm, I'm gonna.
3: I'm going to continue with my my now ongoing thing. I'm going to read my notes with no context. With the CW shows, I'm going to just do like, here quickly are the subplots, and they don't matter because they never do. And then I'll cover the main plot. Okay. So here are my notes for Flash 606, License to Elongate. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I nice love face. it already.
1: His face has got all big. This sounds like the Plastic Man fan fiction I, I read one like time.
3: I like it already. It, it's a whole episode of Ralph Disney and Barry Allen. So get Good. ready, folks. Uh-huh. Here we go. Why does Ralph have a jackhammer in his car?
4: Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
3: Ralph and Barry episodes are the best, and I will fight anyone who disagrees. For context, the last Ralph and Barry episode ended in a basically a laser tag match set to fucking Dracula. <laughs> it was amazing.
4: What the stuff
5: of legends?
3: It was incredible. It was so dumb. I loved it. Um, back to my notes. People who still don't know about multiple Earths are too cute. As someone who constantly preaches too many characters, I hope Chester is a permanent addition. Barry, I'll follow your lead. Also Barry, fucks up constantly. (laughs) Also Barry, fucks up constantly. (laughs) Nash is best Wells. Oh yeah, I forgot. Because Nash is Harrison's current name. I'm wearing a jacket and Ralph just gave me chills. And he made me cry. <laughs> and that's it. Aw. That's um, nice. Yeah, mostly good things to say about Flash. The subplots. We have two. One of Nash, and I don't remember her name, but Ultraviolet is her, like, powered-up name. Um, Hunting for the Monitor's place. Yeah. Right? It's the place that Wells has been trying to excavate. And... That's where the people who don't – because she, like, she sees Harrison as like Harrison Wells of Earth-1. Yeah. And not Nash Wells of whatever Earth he's from trying to bring down a god. Um, and that's their plot. She reminds him of someone we don't know who yet, and he wants to take down the monitor for no particular reason. Uh, we also get – so in episode one, we got this guy named Chester who accidentally gave himself the power to make black holes –
0: And he has since
3: been stabilizing in, uh, what's it called? Star Labs. This episode, he comes out of the stabilization chamber and ends up going on... What what, You're passing memes while I'm talking. It's a
4: history meme. (laughs) Okay. Stonewall Jackson, hey guys, I'm back from my scouting mission. His soldiers. So anyway, I started blasting... Poor guy.
3: Uh, ah, yeah, fuck him. What? Good discussion for off the discussion.
4: Unbelievable. Stonewall is like the one of the most interesting individuals in American he's, history. He's
1: funny because he got he got shot in the arm and died by friendly fire by accident. That's that fucking is, hilarious. That's
5: not
4: funny. That's tragic. It's reverse Hamilton.
5: But you, you have to understand though, that that had to have happened way too many times
4: yeah friendly fire is dangerous
5: i mean i was just changed my a, mind i was just watching a movie <laughs> and i don't even know what era but some medieval warfare of some kind and like before they even decided to wear colored garments of any kind how could you tell who you're fighting against in like a mosh pit of because war your,
1: your war own war. worst enemy is yourself
5: oh do fuck, fuck. Well, we awesome. live in a society. Guess, guess we're done talking about that one. Whereas,
4: <laughs> that's a really quick and easy way to end the conversation right there. So Chester and Cecile have this, because Chester was declared dead,
3: like legally speaking. Yeah. So Chester has to go get himself reinstated as a human being. um, And then has this subplot with Cecile, because Cecile's recently gone on being a metahuman defense attorney and doesn't know how to start, blah, blah, blah. They have their whole little thing. It's cute. I love Chester a lot. He points out, like, very odd things about plot lines. Like how Cecile's mind-reading powers are a very big conflict of interest for her being an attorney.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. I can see why.
3: Um, But the bulk of this episode is Barry Allen and Ralph Dibney being in a parody of James Bond. Okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> so Ralph's been on this case to find Sue Dearborn, aka. It should have just been called Hot Potato
1: Pussy. Hot Potato <laughs> Deep cut from a few months ago. Yeah. Uh,
3: we'll tell you later. Very, very deep, 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 deep. Uh so like, she, keep going. So Ralph's been on this missing persons case. To find Sue Dearborn, aka his future wife. Yeah. In the comics. Nice. And um he's going on a lead he's found and doesn't know if he'll be back the next day. The problem is Barry needs him back the next day, so he can announce that Elongated Man will be another one of the like heroes of Central City. End quote. Because he knows he like he knows he's dying at the end of Crisis and he needs someone else there to be a symbol. Like, he literal has a symbol that is recognizable. And so, uh, he's like, well, I'll just go with you, Ralph. It'll be fine. I'll follow your lead. And then he fucks it all up. Uh, so, they go to this thing where a supervillain selling off a satellite rocket thing that can level cities. You know, it, it's very much a James Bond parody. Yeah. And it's adorable. Like, I, I love watching Ralph and Barry do their thing. It's... Those two have such great chemistry. Um, when they're caught in the classic, like, they're both tied to the chair. Like, how do we end up here? Um, <laughs> the reason they got how did
1: caught... How smarter
3: than Yeah. This. The reason they got caught is because probably Barry... probably wondering,
4: oh no, was in a cage. How did this happen?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, that is great. They, uh, Barry insisted on using his powers to search the building, which set off meta detectors and they got caught. Um, meta detectors, yeah. I <laughs> look, it's the CW, it detects the meta, it, yeah. <laughs> um, and so we get this really
5: <laughs> that's
4: that's my, that's my meta detector impression right there. Uh, and we get this really cute. I pointed speech. it at Jared, okay. and it went. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. I, I am not a human, I guess. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm God. sorry. I interrupted TV talk like three times in a row. <laughs> Continue, please. I'm. I'm. I. I need to hear what you have to say. I don't we think We have you to do. get the Titans. We have to get <laughs> okay, the Titans. Okay. Sorry, I'm not going to speak. So anyway,
3: <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. Ralph has this really cute speech about how Barry Allen is just as important as the flash and it's adorable. And then they, you know, they solve the day and they beat the bad guy and they shut out, they blow up the the missile launcher. And then they go and do the thing at central city police where the flash hands up, is like, and introducing central city's new hero, elongated man, like being recognized by the flash. And that's a big deal. And then he zooms off, and Long Gated Man starts talking, and he's like, I'd like to bring out CSI Barry Allen. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, well, he has enough, like he gets off, changes, because he's yeah. the Flash, you know. And he comes out, and Joe and Ralph recognize Barry for all the work he does as a CSI. And I I teared up, man. It was beautiful. It was so nice. It's very nice. It's
5: about time he gets recognition. God yeah. damn
3: it. As much work as like he was already super hardworking before he had flash powers, and then he could just be fucking insane, you know. I mean, but Spencer, honestly, check when your do email. You see
5: him actually doing anything CSI since like season
3: one. He does. He does stuff through like season three because he like he shows
5: up to the scene and then that's it.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, like at this point, <laughs> like at this point, Flash is so centered on crisis that like you're yeah. never going to see him doing police work anymore. But maybe next season,
5: <laughs>
3: who knows? How do you follow up crisis? Um, but that's our flash talk. Flash was mostly positive. That I the subplots always are just like okay, I can tune out for a second. Maybe I catch a funny line of dialogue. Yeah, right. I've never super invested in the
5: subplots. All right, so. Titans Arrow Arrow.
3: So we're not there yet. You got to sit through one more show. Oh, I believe in you, yes. Spencer.
4: I get so antsy during TV talk. I know. You're just waiting like, oh god, when is this over? It's true, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Because wow. I don't follow... I well, just count I the seconds to the TV whatever TV Garbage
1: Fire Titans is going to be this week.
3: Wee. You're
4: Dude, not ready. You know I love you, Travi. I know. I know. So do continue.
3: Uh, this week, Arrow, 805, Prognost. Out of context notes. Russia is still my favorite. (laughs) My favorite American. (laughs) Bloodlust is still fucking stupid. We don't deserve Stephen Amell. It's crazy how fantastic the future kids are when they have Stephen and David to bounce off of. Why are we still trying to prove Laurel 2 can be a hero? (laughs) Mia learning a real lesson and I'm here for it. Adult William is perfect in every way. Somehow managed My Past is Dark without any cringeworthy dialogue. It really is Impressive. the final season.
4: Impressive. I,
3: I don't even remember who that was from. <laughs> Roy is Bay. Lila is not bae. <laughs> um, the subplot of this episode... So in the previous episode, they find blueprints for – or they get talk of a weapon that is in development in Russia that could possibly deal with the Monitor. Uh, they need plutonium to power it. Roy knows of a place in Bialia where they can get it, so he recruits Roy. They have a thing where Roy kind of comes to terms with his if, – if Joel might remember, when Thea got put into the Lazarus pit, she had this need to kill people for no particular reason and they called it a bloodlust, and then she got over it. Um Recently, Roy had to be put into a Lazarus pit, so he's dealing with that, and he doesn't know how to deal with that. Um And they still call it bloodlust, and it's still fucking stupid. But Roy is back on the team for the remainder of the season, and I love Roy, so I'm here for it. Main story. Uh A crew consisting of Oliver, Laurel 2... William and Mia head off to Russia to get the blueprints for said weapon so that they can build this thing and take on the monitor. Um, but Oliver doesn't want Mia or William to find out about his time in the Bratva. Because it's a dark time for him. Uh, and while... In the process, like, some shit happens, Oliver and Mia get kidnapped, Mia, like, they kind of just have this ongoing moment of, like, Oliver keeps trying to hide the dark shit he did in Russia, and the kid's just like, we're adults and we can handle what you have to say, right? And eventually it comes to a head with uh, this really nice talk between... Laurel and Mia, of like, Mia saying, Look, I'm just not cut out to be a hero, yada yada. I'm not perfect. And Laurel's like, Neither are we. We fuck up all the time. You know, we're human. And like, you know, then Oliver opens up and is like, I did some real dark shit before. And I'm kind of coming to terms with the fact that you are adults and I didn't get the chance to get to know you as kids for the most part. So I'm going to share whatever I can with you now. Whatever you have questions on. Um, we get more of one of my favorite characters in the show, Anatoly Knyazev. I I love him so much. I love my KG Beast. I wish he actually got time to be the KG Beast during the show's run, but...
1: I was about to say, they have
3: like KG Beast on Arrow? He, so... He was in the flashbacks, and then yeah. over the course of the show... For those of
1: you at home, KG Beast apparently... Not apparently, like, it was him. Uh, KG Beast also seen in Batman v Superman as Russian guy with flamethrower. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, That's it.
3: <clears throat> but, like, they kind of came to a head in season six, five through, like, seven. Anatoly and Oliver were at odds, and now they're back to being friends. Um yeah i love i love anything involving russia subplots in arrow unironically i think it's some good shit um the time oliver spends in russia for the most part is good i wish i could remember oh and lila is working with the monitor but hasn't told anyone and now uh everyone's upset so we'll find out what happens next week
1: tune Um, in next time
3: to dragon ball z (laughs) Also, for
1: those of you at home, uh, Levi, our friend, is the one who will be doing the anime podcast with us when we eventually get that off the ground.
3: One day. One day.
2: Coming Coming soon,
3: TM. Um, Like I said, I wish I could remember exactly what the... My past is dark, but with no cringy dialogue. It's probably Oliver doing his it, whole I think spiel. so. It was either Oliver or Laurel. Yeah. Because Laurel also had like a... You know, I did... I used to be the bad guy, now I'm... A, oh, and that was the other thing. Like, during that interaction between Laurel and Mia... <coughs>
5: <coughs> wow. I
3: don't know what that was. Um, it's probably the AIDS... Cause Laurel's kind of Laurel's been told by the monitor and Lila to betray. Yeah, you're right <laughs> to betray um, Oliver and get the plans before he does. And this conversation sways her to not do that. But she's like, I used to be the bad guy and whatever. And Mia goes, are you kidding in the future? You save me without even thinking about like, it, it's not even an issue for you. Like you make it look easy and you're this like well-known hero, the canary or whatever. And it, it at first I thought I was going to go deeper than that, and I was like, "Do we still need to prove that like Laurel's changed her heel? Because Laurel two is Black Siren for yeah. a long time. Like, do we still need to prove that this Laurel has the capacity to be a hero? Because like we didn't do a great job of it, but she's here now, and it's fine, you know? Yeah, she. I I like this Laurel better than Earth one Laurel for the most part, and and we had that conversation cut off at that point. Because I couldn't handle another, well, I used to be the bad guy moment for her. Because she's over that. Like, she doesn't need to do yeah. that anymore. Um, okay. Time for Tittens? Time for Tittens. We're one episode out. This is the penultimate episode. Leading in to our finale next, next week titled Nightwing.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot to put in that we got the first look at the Nightwing suit proper. It looks... Little-
3: We got a first look at that, and we got a uh, little, like, very short clip of him with the electric batons. Fighting Slade, yeah. Oh, it looks so good. As dog shit as this episode was. (laughs) That's what I like to hear when we're talking Titans. Here are my... These notes are twice as long as the notes I just read, by the way. Oh, man. Titans 211, Faux Hawk. My god. We didn't get nearly enough Slade this season. They keep forgetting the color in the tiger, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's your fault you don't have backup, Donna. <laughs> Bad blood effects are still funny. Hank, baby, no, don't do drugs. Oh, no. Wait, when did Hank take the costume out of Titan's Tower? Before I finish that thought, Hank fucks. Hank fucks to sleep every night. (laughs) Oh my god, Rachel, fuck off.
1: Joel, who's clearly behind on both shows, unfamiliar with the term blank fucks.
3: I think you'll figure it out quickly. (laughs) Yeah.
5: (laughs) Let's just say, uh, like, eight exams within the last two weeks uh, does that. Yeah, 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 no,
1: no, I'm not begrudging (laughs) you. I'm just saying the look of confusion on your face for... Hank Fox. Joel's like, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind.
5: We'll talk later. <laughs> Not
1: um, my grandfather. <laughs> From Titans.
5: No, your grandfather. Not
1: Hank Bachman.
4: <laughs> it is for sure your grandfather.
1: my granddad I'm dying. comes walking in on fucking Thanksgiving. Um, See, Jared. I heard on Hall of Heroes that I fuck.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. You listen to my show. How nice. In quotes, I felt like I could do anything.
3: No, you fucking didn't, Corey. Rachel truly makes every scene she's in worse. She didn't take a bite out of that hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining, but this episode shouldn't have been titled After Hank. Slade's got hose in different area codes. <laughs> <laughs> in quotes... I told you you weren't ready for these notes, man. (laughs) In quotes, hi, daddy-o. Wait, if this... Taking host privileges, keep talking. Wait, if this is three years ago, then this doesn't make any sense. Why was Slade Deep in the wilderness at the start of the season? What the fuck is that mask? It's so gross. Knife gun! What? (laughs) Slade blaming Jericho and the Titans makes sense. Slade controlling a young girl to infiltrate the Titans works way better when it's his daughter and there's no sexual tension. What are you doing? I don't trust you worth a damn. I don't
5: trust you either. I I
2: got holes. I got holes.
3: In different area codes. You're so proud of yourself, but I want you to know I fucking hate you. <laughs> Jason is one of two consistent characters in the show, and I can appreciate it. Stu is the best character, fight me. Still wish it was the disco suit. <laughs> I know dude, exactly what that's referring to. That dude is not 17. <laughs> <laughs> this should have been two episodes, or they didn't actually have enough to do a Hawk episode. This episode was dense, and almost none of it was about Hank. So, where do I begin? I watched this episode today, and I don't remember fucking half of it. Um, We open with a bit. So last episode, we found out Jericho is still alive and body hopped into Slade. This episode opens with us seeing kind of the mental conflict that's going on in Slade's head. And Jericho's constantly trying to take control of Slade's body.
5: Um, Okay.
3: Which is kind of like we've seen him in bits and pieces like stagger a bit here or like twitch here. And that's been Jericho trying to take control yeah jericho's still very much on the side of the titans and he doesn't like what slade's been doing um i gotta like okay then we go to the end of last episode we we had to split up so we know where everyone is hank is off doing some shit dick just broke out of federal prison rachel and Corey are looking for dick donna and don are going to try to find gar and connor That's everybody. And Rose and uh, Jason are off doing their own thing around Gotham. Um, So Don and Donna go to a Cadmus official's place, posing as food delivery. Then they tie him up with the Lasso of Truth and start getting information as much as they can. Um, Then they hear about a tiger attack in San Francisco and realize that that's where Gar is and they need to go back to San Francisco. Um Cadmus, who had been working on Gar and Connor's brains, has now started doing real life testing with Garfield and he attacked the like the coffee shops that the Titans frequent. He went in and killed someone as the tiger, which they forgot to color in. Huh.
5: <clears throat> Again.
3: Again. Um We go to Rachel Oh, yeah, and Donna's complaining they don't have backup to go into Cadmus, and it's like, well, you're the one who split up from everyone and doesn't want to call Hank. Fair. Um, or no, she... Whatever, doesn't matter. Um, we go to Hank, who is cage fighting for money and is now on Coke, which is a recurring, like Hank has yeah, a Yeah, you mentioned
1: sp- before that he's battling with addiction, yeah. Yeah,
3: for before it was a uh, subscription subscription prescription painkillers yeah um and now he's on blow and using money to pay for that the he gets out of one of his cage fights which is where the bad blood effects come from and some like he's out of costume and this woman thinks he's he's hawk and something something they end up going back to his place where he's staying and having sex except he's so banged up from the fights that every move he makes hurts. Oh. So he like, they switch and now he's not on top. But she ha- he's like, no, no, gentler, gentler, until he falls asleep <laughs> with her on top of him. And it's so dumb <laughs> and funny. Wow. <laughs> Titan's the most tasteful <laughs> show on television. This scene does serve a purpose later, I promise. Well, at least there's that. Uh, we go to Rachel and Corey having a dumb argument in a dumb car, doing a dumb thing. I fucking hate. Again, I'm not knocking the actress. She's trying her best, but they cannot write Rachel in any meaningful way. She doesn't add to the script at all. She doesn't add to the story. She's doing nothing except being a fucking nuisance. And I'm so over it at this point that, like, I'm not even, like, forgiving about it. They should have done better.
1: Yeah. She's a core she's a core Titan. She's part of the most iconic like, lineup. They should and be doing better. She shouldn't about her. be
3: acting like a she shouldn't be a bratty teenager. She has a lot more going on than even, that. Even even yeah, like being the over edge lord reserved I don't want to talk to anybody but I open up to like Corey is yeah. fine, but she's su like she's just such a brat and I can't handle it. You know, there's only so much I can take. Yeah. Um We... That's all we get of them. They And they confirmed that, like, if Dick wanted to be found, he'd be found. They need to go back to San Francisco and help Gar. Yeah. With Don and Donna. So they go back and do that.
5: <clears throat> um.
3: Then we go to Rose and Jason. And... <laughs> They've been staying in this penthouse that they like half liberated from a drug cartel around Gotham, and Jason's making her food, and he makes a he makes this like tray of hot dogs. Jason does this bit of like present you know like they're they're having a fun time, yeah, and then she she goes to eat one and takes a bite except. Clearly, like as the shot continues, there is not a bite taken out of the hot dog. We which love I that. I just found so funny. Then <clears throat> uh they get a text from one of them, I don't remember who, saying, Hey, Titan, like we need to. Did Bruce
1: communicate to her through her dreams <laughs> again?
3: No. Um f- oh, fuck, where
5: was I? The hot dog. Hot dog.
3: They get a text from either Donna, I think it's Donna, that like they need help in San Francisco. Jason says, fuck them. Rose wants to go help and explains what's been happening behind the scenes. And this is where we get the backstory of how Rose became involved in the Judas contract as opposed to a Tara. She's a Tara Markov insert. Okay. Um, That relationship works way better. Now that it's not old man, young girl, young girl's attracted to old man, and it's father-daughter, but daughter never knew her father, it works way better. Except this season opens with Slade. It's like the, the Trigon shit happens, and in that episode, we see Slade living in the middle of the woods with like a full beard. His hair's grown out a little bit. He's been in solitude and he sees the Titans are back together, and then he cleans up and he goes back to doing his shit. And then, but when we get a flashback to him training Rose, it's three years ago. Even though it's only been three months since the Trigon shit, and it's in, like implied he went into solitude pretty soon after Jer- the Jericho incident happened. So what forced him into the fucking woods? Yeah, that's weird. Like, why why is this show so insistent on breaking every like going back on everything it's ever said? You know?
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate and it, frustrating.
3: <clears throat> and like I it's so good at covering it up. I didn't even think about it until halfway through these fucking flashbacks that I was like, oh my god, this shouldn't be happening. You know? Yeah. Same thing with Hank in the suit. Like at what point did he did we ever see him have the Granted, they could have just grabbed it on their way out and he took it when he left on. Yeah. But you know, it's That's just kind
1: of a moment.
3: <clears throat> yeah. It's not kind of like a character moment of like. It's not like they wore them at all this season. Yeah. Um. So Jason kinda has what I I said to be the like Oh, and we see the Ravenger costume and it looks good except for the mask looks fucking gross. Yeah. Like the eyes are way the eyes are big enough so she's wearing kind of like this bandana over her whole head. Yeah. But the eyes for the for like the mask go up onto like the top of her head. It doesn't it just doesn't look That's good.
1: that sounds ugly.
3: It it is. Um Oh, uh, and so we see her training with Slade. He gives her the skinny on like, you're going to infiltrate the Titans. Yeah. And do all this shit. And that we're here. Jason freaks out and is like, fuck off, get away from me and leaves, which I think is a reasonable response, especially because he just had like, he just opened up very emotionally to her. Yeah. Um, and so to be that open and suddenly have it all be like, you know, thrown back at him, kind of. Even though she she's coming from a place of, I don't want to be with, I don't want to do his thing anymore. I want to be with you. Yeah, you know it. Um, and that's when I, you know, Jason and Hank are the two like only consistent characters in this show. They all of their decisions come from places that make sense. Nothing about them is ever retconned or rewritten. And like they can, they're still having ongoing arcs without it feeling disingenuous. Yeah. You know, J- Dick never went through an arc. He had not he had a beginning point and an end point and we're supposed to believe he got to that end point. But we never see it. You know, all these characters are doing things that seem slight. A- like, well, from
1: what you've again, not watching the <laughs> me not watching the show, everything you said just is so it sounds like Dick's whole arc and journey of this season has just been one like, edgelord trope after another. There was a point
3: where it was okay. Like, I. When he got super inflated over Slade and he was like, I need to go, I need to get him before anyone finds out. Like, that's a very Dick Grayson move to me. And I didn't mind that up until the point of him putting himself in fucking prison. You know, they they took it a step too far. Um. It just feels like all of the progress they made with the way Dick was
1: written in season one, of like him just being like the constant edgelord shit and all the progress they made past that, they immediately supplanted that with edgelord, I'm going to lock myself in prison because I was in the same room as my friend when they
3: died. Yeah. And like, again, Dick, I, I like Dick. I just don't think he's being written consistently. Rachel fuck there's that's a noise yeah that's how i feel um but like cory donna don to an extent don't have this like they make these decisions 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 that just seem to not make sense
1: yeah that's understandable you know that's what it feels like
3: um and this is the next last episode of the season yeah and again, I was going to this thing, I was getting a full-on Hank episode, Uh, which, so the scene with him falling asleep during sex only needs to exist, so we find out he chases her, like, she goes to leave, he chases her out, whatever, and then he meets this 17-year-old kid in the parking lot, sells him the suit for 200 bucks and uses it to go buy more drugs, but Aww. doesn't remember it, and then the kid starts doing shit in the suit. And so he has to go back, and he has this talk about like no titans or whatever. Hank has a good moment, and again, at least he's consistent. And now he's going, you know, like I love the like at least they're consistent, and it's whiny ass
1: Jason Todd and incredibly depressing Hank.
3: Yeah, but Hank decides he's going to go back to San Francisco. What's his last name? I don't remember.
1: I almost said Hank McCoy, but that's. The Beast.
5: Yeah. I...
1: McCoy felt right, but I'm like, no, that's... That's Kelsey Grammer. I just know
5: Hank
3: and Don, Yeah. And then Hank and Don, But... We also get... Dick goes back to visit Jericho's mother, and Jericho's like, okay, good, you figured it out. Right? Because she knows Jericho's still in Slade's body.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Um... Jerk, and then Stu is the guy who designs the super suits. Yes. So he goes to Stu, and he's like, Stu, I need a favor. And Stu's like, well, you burned my last favor. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, That's funny. Yeah. That's good. But we find out Bruce has already told them that Dick would be coming. Of course, he but did. like I—that's a—that's that's
1: legit Batman. Yeah, shit. that's one
3: I can give them. So he takes them in, and we see the Nightwing costume. Yeah, and it—it it does look good. All the—all the outfits in the show look, except for Ravenger's mask, look really good. Like I can't fault them for that. You know, at least there's that. Um. So Nick is ready to Nick. Dick is ready <laughs> to Nightwing out. Nick is ready to Nightwing out. Good old Nightwing. Dightwing. Um And then am I missing anything? Let's find out. Check my notes. I've kind of just been <sighs> Um Oh yeah, while they're training played as a knife gun, it's really funny. Knife
4: gun. I love knife guns. Did you say nice gun? Knife gun. <laughs> Because I like nice guns, too.
3: Yeah, okay, I think that was it. All right. I kind of... So, yeah, next episode we're primed to see some kind of final battle between Connor and Gar and the rest of the Titans, and also Deathstroke and the rest of the Titans, but mostly Dick, but the rest of the Titans. And you can see why this is going to be a fucking mess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, looking forward to that. Looking forward to your thoughts on the season finale.
5: I
3: think it's supposed to be two hours long. Have so much fun. I won't.
1: Uh, this has been a fun episode. Thank you, Joel, for engineering. This is always a blast. You have the, uh... Travis, where can the lovely
4: people find you?
3: On Twitter and Instagram, at TravisPolitical.
4: Spencer, where can the lovely people find you? On Instagram, at Cosplays. Joel, where can the lovely people find you?
5: They at, can't. At Bass and Bacon Cosplay. They can't and, find him. And J. Bass Back Photography. That's there you go. That's the one. That's
1: what I was hoping you were going to plug. If you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to follow the Do-Back Discussion Podcast Network on all the social media stuff. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, check out the other shows in the network, uh, Do-Back Discussion, as we are winding down our Star Wars audio commentary series leading up to episode nine. Lots of fun. I have a trivia pod coming out on Monday. Happy belated Thanksgiving to all you guys, by the way. Uh I will be in Galaxy's Edge this weekend. So depending on <laughs> scheduling and what happens, there might be a Travis comes over to record here by himself with Spencer on Discord, depending on the timing of my return from uh, Galaxy's Edge. But uh, we'll figure all that out when we get there. Uh, Levi? Yes. Do you have anything to say? Not really. That was on oh, brand. All right. That <laughs> was, that was like, <laughs> solidly on brand. Uh, with that, be sure to tune in at the same bat time, at the same bat channel. We love you guys 3,000,
5: and Goodbye. <laughs>
0: Wait. By. little birdie look at what he's trying to do it's so easy yet he don't know